Hello, Steven Universe fans, and welcome to another episode of the AfterBuzz TV Steven Universe After Show. We are covering episodes 107 through 109, and we will see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I think we're just going to sit here and cry for a while. I feel like that's a good way to start the show. Just breathe. Just breathe. Inhale, exhale. Not gonna lie though, this this song has relaxed me more than any given like yoga class or any attempt at. Yeah, no, just this is such a chill. But yeah, still very deep song. Well, Rebecca Sugar tweeted that she wrote it while she was, I believe, dealing with an anxiety attack. That makes sense. Something like that. So yeah, that that is definitely a thing. Welcome back to the Steven Universe After Show. Hello, everyone. We are here. We are doing the thing. We are looking at episodes 107 through 109, Buddy's Book, Mindful Education, and Future Boy Zoltron, which is really (laughs) screwing me up because the Voltron After Show is after this, and I'm like... Wait a minute. <laughs> we are one letter off and my brain is not here. I was going to say, there's um, there's Zarkon, there's Zoltan. And, like, and I'm trying to remember what the robot's name was in Big, if it was... It might have been Zoltar. Uh, I, I feel like it was Zoltar or something I think like it that. was Zoltar for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously that's kind of what the reference is oh, in terms yeah. of like... It's a good thing Steven didn't wish he was a robot. <laughs> That would have I been... wish I were big, even though I can just shapeshift, and so wishing that would be irrelevant for me. <laughs> just like, oh, honey, no. I have with me the wonderful Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. You guys can tweet at me at the Mengwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiajay. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. We have the hashtag ABTVSU. We have the live chat. That'll be up in a few minutes. So if you have something fun to say, throw in the hashtag, throw in the live chat. We are short one Emma Fife tonight. She is uh, She's at Salt Lake Comic Con. So if you guys are going to that this weekend, go say hi. I think she has a panel. She's got, um, I think they've got like lots of stuff that they're doing. Uh, she's, she's with their her uh, Love and Justice crew. That's so, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, different flavor of Magical Girl. <laughs> Very different. Uh, where, yeah, do, so where do we even start? At the beginning, let's start with Buddy's okay, book. Okay, okay. I thought this was, I really liked this episode. I thought this was just a funny little way to do things. I loved Parking Lion and then Locking Lion. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. It is adorable. It and yeah, again, this it's kind of a nice well, I would say it was a nice break from the feels, but we we get those again later on. But this episode in particular was a nice little adventure. It kind of a little bit of a throwback to the way Steven Universe used to be before before stuff got real. Yeah. Um and you know, where it's just these two kids having having fun hanging out together. You know, and letting their imaginations run wild. But at the same time, we still get, like, little snippets of gem lore. You know, we, we get that picture in the book that is very reminiscent of Blue Diamond's... It uh, is Blue yeah. Diamond's thing. Exactly. Like, he found it. Which that was the site she of... She was on Earth at one point, apparently. Yeah, we got that flashback during uh, The Answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, but, they'd come to Earth for peace talks, and it was an ambush. It's different than actually her stepping foot onto the planet. It's one thing to like hang out in a ship above Earth. It's a completely different thing to go down there and be like, "Okay, I'm, a, I'm gonna they, take they care of business." They were actually on Earth, though. She was there. 
didn't they fall like from space? You like, can Ruby? No, they were on a platform, but they were still on the Pretty planet. Sure, they were they just on fall, a spaceship. They did not ship. fall out of a spaceship. They Chat, were on the planet. Let us know what you think. Were they on a spaceship <laughs> or were they actually setting foot on the Earth at that point? That being said, yeah, the we see obviously that's something happened clearly That's a thing and i i liked that the moral of the story i suppose one is read more books come on guys <laughs> read it's good for you this is a library people are trying to study <laughs> <laughs> i know right isn't it so fun <laughs> yeah and it, it just wow there goes my brain it's been a day you guys so we've just gotten started read more read more and just because you're not the first person to see something doesn't mean it's not special to you or to the person that you pass it on to. Because the point was, yeah, you may not have been the first person to see it, but you've seen it in a new light. You've seen it in a new way because no one has the same point of view that you do. And so you passing it on may make a difference to someone else. It doesn't matter if someone's already drawn art with that concept or written that novel or written that movie or whatever. Do it anyway because your take will be different. Well, that and and we see that in terms of not only in the point of view that Buddy has as he's going on this adventure, but of the point of view of the kids had reading his story, because the way they perceive the events as he's recorded them are very different than what he actually experienced. Yeah, well, they also are perceiving Jamie because he's being so dang traumatic. I'm picturing Which, Jamie being sad. <laughs> I love that version so much. And uh, Kat Den in chat says they were not on a spaceship uh, someone said sky coliseum okay That's still on the planet okay it's been a while <laughs> since the when did the answer air in january <laughs> yeah it's it's been a long okay forgive time. me for, it's for not having for an emmy yay! yay forgive me for not having uh brushed up on episodes that aired half a year ago yeah <laughs> because the steven bomb just knocked us flat oh my god the steven nuke was Oh, yep. I'm still recovering, you guys. Yep, and so many feelings. Yes. Um, and, but yeah, the, the way that, and I think there's a lot to be said about the way we get remembered, too, because that's yeah. Buddy's quest, is he wants to be remembered. What is his legacy going to be? And it's by all going, very Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you write like you're running out of time, et cetera, et cetera? Well, he goes on this adventure and he ends up being remembered not for having gone on this adventure, but what he did with his life afterwards. It was going on this adventure and meeting Rose where he found his true calling. Yeah. So. He became an author and then he founded a library. Yep. So, and yeah. that is how he is remembered. So, yeah, definitely a he legacy tells thing. story. Yeah. <laughs> what I'd be interested to see is that the, he found the journal. It's got everything in it. They didn't go all the way to the end. There's, no, there's, there's lots stuff more. stuff in there. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm kind, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't a hand on the journal. I miss, <laughs> I miss cartoons about journals with, with six-fingered hands on them. Wrong network. I know. I just miss it. <laughs> But yeah, just a lot of this was, again, going over a lot of stuff that we've already seen, but from a very different perspective. And I, I just, I loved it. Rose with her random pride of lions. Which was interesting. More than one Cat lion. Lady Rose. <laughs> Cat Lady Rose. I'm going to go with that. Cat Lady you know, Rose. It's funny. It never occurred to me that she would have more than one. 
And I was, yeah, I would love to know a little bit more about uh, her, her kinship with these creatures. Well, and someone pointed out to me that the kids are imagining them as normal lions. They might have all been pink lions. We they, don't know. They might have. It and, just said seven lions. <laughs> yeah, and um, to, to touch on that in terms of the way the kids were interpreting it, can we talk about the gems <laughs> in this so story? Happy. Oh my god, with, with with the they'd look different back then, wouldn't they? Immediate <laughs> costume change. <laughs> I've watched the episode three times and them just riding away on the giant bicycle gets me every <laughs> single time. Oh Pearl with her little curl. With the ringlets, I can't. It's so great. I'm just very <laughs> and, happy. And even Garnet with the old timey glasses is yeah. really really cool looking and you were you were saying while we were watching it that you couldn't wait to see uh cosplayers take on I these costumes know. I, I i'm sure someone already has one made it's been two weeks there's three big conventions this weekend i'm sure there will be at least one person and at least one old-timey crystal gem costume at some convention i'm laying my money on dragon con for this one let's be real so out of the costume changes which one was your favorite oh my god i just love the <laughs> probably garnet I just loved how it was put together. I'm not over the ringlets on Pearl, let's be real, but probably Garnet. I, I Garnet and Pearl both looked fantastic. I gotta give this one to Amethyst, though. I I am a sucker for double-breasted jackets. That's true, and Amethyst being Amethyst. Drop by any time, just not too soon. <laughs> well, and something I didn't pick up on the first time we, we watched the episode, or even the first time we watched the episode about the No Homeboys, was uh, her referring to, you know, her surroundings as family. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's something I didn't necessarily think about, but it's like, oh, yeah, the gems are actually rocks. Duh. <laughs> of course she would think of other, if she was alone, she would think of other rocks as her family. I'm a dummy. <laughs> I, I just love Pearl marking off all the places he shouldn't go and then Garnet very, very explicitly telling him to go there. Do like, it. All Do I it. could hear was the Lion King, only the bravest of lions go there. I'm well, like, I'm, and there he goes. Well, I'm brave. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a very good Jeremy Irons, so... Uh... <laughs> Only Jeremy Irons can. Only Jeremy Irons does. Well, Jeremy Irons and Jim Cummings. Uh, Jim Cummings does a good Jeremy Irons. There you go. <laughs> For those of you who have no idea we what we're talking about. We can't all be Jim Cummings, Katie. We can't all be Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings does the last verse of Be Prepared. Because After the key change, it's it's him. A little bit of movie trivia that will probably never win you anything. It but... might. <laughs> trivia, Disney trivia contests are cutthroat, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You think I'm ki- you think I'm kidding? You will become king of the internet message board. Wow. <laughs> you drop that mic. Yeah. Um, but All but right. yeah, to get back to the episode, um, yeah, no, this this I love Garnet, and and this is one of the reasons why everybody thought you know Garnet was the cool mom for for a long time uh, is that she is very big on people going out and trying new things, and again, I think having future vision helps. Is like she can see how you know, this could benefit this person for the better. Or she, she could also see the potential train wreck. <laughs> Either way, I'm sure it's interesting. <laughs> well, he might die in a desert, but that's a chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> well, and it, it, it also be, it's also very interesting seeing gems interact with people mm-hmm. prior to Rose getting really invested and creating a family. Mm-hmm. So it, it, 
it would be kind of fun to go back throughout different periods of history, and especially in this AU history that's been set up, um, and just see the gems inserted into, I don't know, the Revolutionary War. See them inserted into, you know, just different eras and just being detached but still you know, wagging their fingers. Don't go there. It's too dangerous. You know, that sort of thing. (laughs) Just like, okay, that means I'm going there. Thank you. Wait, what? (laughs) Or don't go there. Wink. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So many winks. (laughs) All right. Do we have any uh, final thoughts on Buddy's book? Um, Just uh, like all the cool little little character stuff aside, I just really like the idea of like you have this idea of what these characters are for a book that you're reading. And this is somebody, something everybody can identify with is you, you have this idea of the story that you're reading in your head and that can be very different from what the author intended or the reality of the situation, but that's okay. You can still go, no, I like my version better and that's all right. That's just fine. Oh, this is a comment I love from uh, Paul Vita. Pearl has always been super white man's burden towards humanity in general. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> Speaking of mic drop. What a good reference. <laughs> wow! I love that. That's I'm fantastic. I'm <laughs> oh, Keep them coming, wow, Chad. That was I great. Don't, I don't think we've talked about white man's burden since the Doctor Who Classics after <laughs> show. And that was like two years ago. <laughs> Man, I feel like most of the shows we don't we cover now are a little bit more sensitive Modern. about about those particular issues. Have been made within the past oh ten years. Oh lord, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, it's what happens love, when you cover a show from the sixties. Love classic Who, but it it is a product of its time. Oh, it seriously is. <laughs> it really is. Oh my god. Yeah, so that was incredible, and I am willing to leave Buddy's journal there and move on to the next but one. But gems in I time. Can't, I can't top that, and I'm not going to try. Nope. <laughs> Let's talk about mindful education. Uh, Let's talk are we, about are we emotionally probably... prepared for this? No, but we're doing it anyway. Okay. That's how we live our lives. Okay. I feel like this is the best one that we got out of this session of three. Absolutely. 100%. This was an incredible episode. This, as you pointed out, it explained what happened during the race when they started seeing the road disappear behind them and all yeah, that. Yeah, like, it was... Did co- we just lose our minds? It was cool for them to sort of plant that seed um, back in that episode and what we kind of thought was like a, a filler. And Steven Universe does this all the time, um, especially in the earlier episodes. It, it'll plant a seed and then you'll only see the relevance of that later on. Oh, and yeah. that was a great way to, to you know, provide this setup you know for these hallucinations and just and to work through the emotional issues and the emotional consequences that are presented in this show because so many shows you know don't like doing the actions have consequences thing and here you know we don't just sweep them under the rug the things that happened mattered and have an effect on our protagonist a profound effect on our protagonist and i love that we kind of got into i hesitate to say that we started with a small problem because it was a big problem for connie but it was a little less world ending that she was upset that a that she bumped into someone and her combat instincts kicked in and she basically wrecked him well and that's something that people who do take self defense classes that is a danger. Yeah. Like, um, I've, I've talked to people who've taken, uh, who are black belts, and they've definitely said, you know, you have to be hyper aware 
of what you're doing because those reflexes can kick in um, and you can kill a man and you can you can seriously hurt somebody and for for a kid who hasn't been taught that level of restraint who's been taught the skills but not the restraint it's very understandable to see this as a situation and yeah it's a good thing that the kid wasn't hurt worse but um <laughs> but like and, and again because the gems are i guess a little bit more detached from humanity it yeah. never occurred to them that that was restraint was necessary they may not even have that issue yeah exactly so who even knows but yeah so we we have that kind of we have the microcosm and then we have steven with the macrocosm and steven advising connie to go well you know just don't think about it. That's how I deal with it. I'm like, oh, avoidance therapy. That's super helpful. And repressed. <laughs> I love Garnet just saying, hold the phone. Now give the phone to me. That was, again, what another a good line. Another great callback because that's what Steven said like way back when, when uh, Greg was singing about Lapis Lazuli being a witch. He's like, whoa, 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 hold the phone. Now give the phone to me. <laughs> I did not remember that, really. Yeah, that was a callback nice. line. <laughs> I was just sitting there going, oh, that's a real good line. Because everybody loves a callback. Everybody loves a callback. <laughs> but, Do we uh, still have to pay her? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and and what I, I loved that those two sort of levels of the issues that we're, that we're dealing with are are represented with these butterflies. You know, these butterflies are representing these thoughts. Mm -hmm. And we see that with Ruby and Sapphire, where we have, you know, Ruby is consumed by this one thought, and it drives her crazy, it makes her cry. Whereas Sapphire's overwhelmed by this gigantic swarm, and that's what we get later on in the episode. We have Connie dealing with the one butterfly, um, and that, you know, granted, swarm and everything like that. I mean, it was beautiful, BT does. Oh, my but, gosh. But then, you know, Steven is the swarm that we have to deal with later. And it was just so beautifully done. Um, I think this is the most symbolic that Steven Universe has ever been. Um, um, I disagree. I think we went there a little bit in uh, Chilatid, and I think we went there in a few other places. Yeah. This one had a musical number. <laughs> what was wow, because that's unique for Steven Universe. <laughs> this, the musical number, I've seen people discussing it, and they say that that sort of meditation, what's described in that song, is actually a really good way for dealing with intrusive thoughts. Because a lot of people have intrusive thoughts where they just get something stuck in their head and they can't get around it, and sometimes they're violent, and sometimes they're self-destructive, and sometimes they're just depressing, and that this song is pretty much a step-by-step -step for how to deal with stuff like that. Yeah. And I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, and and again, it's it's that thing that literally everybody has to deal with. Everybody can be consumed by one thought and or everybody can be overwhelmed by this magnitude. Uh, you know, every everybody, you know, especially growing up and especially being a kid, you know, there's so much that can overwhelm you and there's so much that can consume you, even though it's just one thing. Yeah. And so it's it's a wonderful way to to, you know, see a, a show for children saying it's OK. Take a step back. It's OK to feel these things. Yeah. And that trying to repress them and saying, no, I don't feel it or no, I don't want to think about it is not a good way to deal with it. 
because you hide enough of those away and eventually they just explode. And that's what we see. Because mm-hmm. after Connie has dealt with things and talked with Jeff, the kid's name is Jeff. <laughs> the, the picture is of him with his arm in a sling. Like, yep, that sounds about right. And it's like, this, this is the, you know, middle school male mentality. This girl just beat me up. That was amazing. <laughs> Can you show me how to do that? Oh, my God. <laughs> show me how like, to be destructive, too. I'm in an action movie. This is so cool. <laughs> like, I am not at all surprised that that was how that conversation went. Like, you beat me up. That was awesome. <laughs> Well, isn't it a shonen trope where, you know, guys, they just beat each other up and then they're friends? Yeah, kind <laughs> that of. Is, that is not a good shonen trope, BT dubs. There's a lot of shonen tropes that are just like, ugh, <laughs> points to most of Sword Art Online, walks away. Although, speaking of um, kind of anime and anime tropes, what a beautiful homage to, to Miyazaki's Spirited Away oh towards God, the end yes. of the episode when um, when they're falling. And oh, holding God. each other's hands, and it's just like, yep, yep, nope, this is beautiful. Oh, this is beautiful, away. and I'm going to lie here and die. This is so great. And Spirited Away is my favorite Miyazaki movie, so, oh, man, my my feelings. Ugh, so good. But, yeah, this is Stephen trying to deal with Bismuth and with Jasper and with Eyeball, that he tried to help all of them, and they would not accept it. And that's also Three Gems who saw him as Rose. Mm-hmm. So there's that omnipresent, you know... Mom. Mom. You know, like, what about mom? Oh, boy, those feelings are complicated. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Stephen floats just like that, nope. <laughs> Does mom make me happy? Nope. I'd rather not think about that. Not repressed, repressed, about repressed. Yep. Um, but the... And you know, talk about something that could seriously give you a lot of issues. Like, you think you have parent issues now. Try actually being the embodiment of <laughs> of said former parent. You literally have a piece of your mom in you, and no one can see past that. Like, that's uh, a little weird. That's, that's a little messed up. I mean, because a lot of people have, you know, to deal with living in their parents' shadow. It's a completely different thing. To... People think that you are your parents. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's rough right there. Yeah. But I really think we needed this episode because we kind of, it didn't necessarily feel like it because all of those episodes happened in very quick succession with one another because of the Stephen Nuke that we had. But all of that happened within the span of probably about what, 24 hours for him? Maybe, maybe I think between Jasper, Bismuth, and eyeball, I don't know. Maybe there was a week or so between Jasper well, Bismuth, and Bismuth. Bismuth, we had nightfall. Jasper, we had, I want to say, a day at least. And we also had nightfall during Kindergarten Kid afterwards. So I would give it maybe, if we assume that there are no breaks in time, I'd give it a week at the most. But I mean, in, in terms of like those events like concurrent with one another, because as soon as the Jasper thing was revo- resolved, we went straight back into the rubies being back yeah, on Earth we and then getting launched into the vacuum of space. And yeah, we've had a little bit of time to recover from that. But like, but you still got launched into the vacuum still, of space and had it to was kill still someone. Very, three very traumatic experiences happening in very quick succession of one another. And... And not knowing how to deal with it. And I don't think any of the gems know, 
he has to he's had to deal with that either because Steven's so positive and happy all the time that it might not have, it probably didn't occur to them that anything was even wrong and repressed and repressed. but and there's also the idea that Steven is a child and none of the gems were ever children yep and so gems not, just are yeah and so not quite getting that mentality not quite understanding how that works like I feel like that still factors into a lot of this. And I feel like that's also why Stevani kind of went over a cliff in this episode. Like, they've got it. They've got it. Oh, whoops. Well, and and to be... We made a mistake. To be fair, the gems aren't exactly the best at dealing with their own emotional issues either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A nerdy guy points out that it is a lot of the time you forget that Steven's dealing with this because he tries so hard to make everyone else happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he's, we, he's that guy. We've said it time and time again. He's a very empathetic character um, with a huge emotional intelligence. And he, he ha- from the start of the series, he's always been focused on making other people happy and fixing. And even even in this follow- in the episode we get afterwards, like he wants to fix other people's problems. I mean, let's be real. This is, Steven is not combat class. Steven is support class. He has a shield. He's basically a bard. Like, like he's not going to be out there on the front lines leading the fight. That's not what he does. That's why he has the gems. That's why he has Connie. He wants to help people. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that just don't get that. But Admittedly, yeah. that's a rant that came from somewhere else. But I think it applies. You yeah. expect this warrior thing, and then it's like, no, he's not one. No. And and at the same time, you know, you, you get so... And, and this is the thing, again, too, that, like, a lot of people have to deal with. You get so focused on trying to fix, you know, your friends who are sad or, like, trying to fix this one thing in your life that is causing problems that you forget to kind of introspect a little bit. And, yeah, he's just been sweeping things under the rug, and it's only... After there is having... no more room under the rug. Yeah, there's for the one, rug's there's, like this. There, for one, there's no more room under the rug, and two, Connie tripped over the rug on her way in. Yeah, and made him have to acknowledge. Oh no, there's a rug there. <laughs> I thought we had hardwood. It's just laminate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I just want to point out a few of the small details. I love, love, love that Stevani floats by doing the Yoshi jump. I know. Hey! Super Smash Brothers. It was adorable. That makes me happy. I love Soccer Mom Garnet and the sign. I love how it's enthused a she gets. Sign. It's a fusion sign. Well, and I just, it's all the little details in this. We have the very hard-hitting emotional stuff, and we also have just the little tiny things that I love so much. Yeah, um, and, you know, to, not to, 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 to talk about, you know, when was the last time we heard Estelle sing? Um uh, The last... And granted, this is because the last time we we heard her, I think, was a little bit in Life and Death and Love and Birth and Peace and Love on the Planet Earth. But the um, but before that, I think the last time that she had a song was Stronger Than You. Yeah, and I think we've just outstripped Stronger Than You, and I didn't think that was possible. I I still have a preference for Stronger Than You because they're two very different types of songs. That's One is true. like a triumphant higher energy song this is this is way more tranquil yes and but but that being said and we get to hear stevani sing for the first time yes like and yeah no it was a lovely duet 
So basically, this episode was glorious, and it makes us cry, but we really love it. It was it was fantastic, and yes. um, and I just want to say that hearing Stephen cry, I didn't want to hurt anybody, just destroyed me, and it <laughs> it destroys me whenever I rewatch this episode. I'm like, ah, it's like feelings. no, I'm just I'm just gonna lie here. That's all. I'm just gonna lie here. Just nope, nope, nope. We're done. We're done. Good evening. Let's talk about future boys old. <laughs> quarterback (laughs) if i had a quarter for every time someone wanted their quarterback oh wait i do that's colton dunn (laughs) i didn't know until i checked the credits tonight that's colton dunn i had no idea that was colton oh that's hilarious dumb (laughs) but now that i know it's like oh yeah for those who don't know who colton is he is a comedian he's on a lot of television shows but he's also in laser team he's on superstore right now he's on superstore right now um, but yeah, Laser Team is uh, is for anybody who who knows how many of the Rooster Teeth shows we cover. All of them, <laughs> not all of them, but quite a few. Just the ones with plot. But yeah, Colton's a really funny guy, and so it makes a lot of sense that he would be a character who is a former comedian. I just this episode also just wiped me out. Yeah. Like it was good, it was funny. This is great, and then it's like, oh. Oh, this went places I was not expecting. Yeah, and I I had to say for for a moment, I thought they were going to go a lot darker than they actually did. A lot of people in chat were saying that too. I'm really glad that they didn't touch on that because yeah. that's dark even for Steven Universe. Just like, was it a mistake coming here? I was like, what is he? No, 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 show. Uh, Don't you do that to me. <laughs> uh, Don't you dare. And poor Steven getting all these. I wrote down the questions and then I wrote down the answers. But I, I, my notes for this are mostly just writing down dialogue because the dialogue was so good. Mm-hmm. Just the, where is it? Was it a mistake <sighs> to come here? Will talking to him make any difference, any difference at all? Tell me the truth. Do I really just drive everyone around me away? The answers are Funland is good for everyone. Human emotions are complicated. And then falling back on the your lucky numbers are 16, 47, and W. Please come back later. (laughs) You're not equipped to handle the heavy stuff. You know what this was? This was the equivalent of, you know, uh, in um, the Peanuts uh, comics. uh, Lucy! Lucy (laughs) having her little psychiatrist, you know, little, little setup. And having a person... With severe issues come in and be like, okay, we're going to sit down. And just having this small child just inch further and further into their chair behind the thing. Well, I also really liked that. For most of this, Stephen was using his knowledge of the town because no one seemed to get that that was Stephen in there, despite the fact that they are very familiar with Stephen's antics? Question mark? Well, they're very familiar with Stephen's meddling <laughs> in their relationships. In some cases, I mean, for the most part, he, he played this very well. But when Sadie and Lars were talking to him, I was like, Stephen, be careful. I was waiting for something to happen, and then it was like, oh, no, we, we stay away from the uh you, that's good you've good. played this game and you know this doesn't end well but he learned from it <laughs> he did um, and it wasn't you should be together it was lars actually likes doing a good job and sadie is impressed with his efforts <laughs> like 
this is truth, but you're never going to say it because everyone's too Sundari to do anything about it. Is it weird that it knows our names? I wrote that down. <laughs> I love it so much. Let's just go to work. <laughs> and I gotta say, like, I know that Lars is the le- one of the least liked characters on this show, but in this moment, just him and Sadie, you know, debating about whether or not to play hooky, it's like, yeah, no, I get why you two are friends, and I get why you two should like each other um and why if you were to ever become a couple why that would work i also get why it's complicated yeah absolutely so yeah that's just and again just using his knowledge of everyone around your dad may seem stuck in his ways but he loves you you're both right you both need your own rooms just stuff like that and and kofi going no no you don't no no not (laughs) happening but yeah and he knows that sisters need time apart (laughs) oh yeah my favorite gag was onion walking up with a crowbar (laughs) if you're not careful i see prison bars in your future so onion comes back with a ski ski mask that was my favorite little gag in this episode aside (laughs) from turning the frown upside down which just killed me i i was gonna say there's um we we talked about how you know steven likes making other people happy and for the first time i saw a lot of steven in mr smiley and you know a lot of uh this set of episodes that we've gotten this summer has been dedicated to like rounding out the characters of beach city Mm -hmm. and so i i'll be honest i was never expecting for mr smiley to get any development and no because mr smiley's just the guy who owns too many businesses and is trying to make in weeks and is trying to make ends meet and you just you always feel really bad for him and Stephen is a thorn in his side without really meaning to I be. I just don't want to get banned from any more of your establishments. <laughs> yeah. And just Mr. Frowny showing up, asking all these questions that Stephen is in no way prepared to answer. Borrowing Garnet's future vision. Can I borrow your future vision? I want to, I want to help some random stranger I just met. That seems, that seems like an appropriate <laughs> use of my power. <laughs> Try to be home before dinner. <laughs> He's ready to talk to you now. But, like, this was an emotional gut punch, too, because, you know, people dwell a lot on, like, you know, when you do make mistakes or when you do try to help someone and it doesn't work out, you dwell a lot on, like, well, I could have said this. I should have done this. I should have done this. In this scenario, Stephen is presented with all of those possibilities, and there is no good answer for this person because he's just so like his worldview is so warped that no matter what steven would say it would have just turned into this never-ending spiral of sorrow no matter what and that happened both times where there was just no good answer that steven could see but we also know that future vision is fallible exactly and steven is not experienced and obviously doesn't have the full package he's using the trial version it's going to expire in a couple of hours Well, and yeah, and this guy has no emotional connection to said robot. Yeah. <laughs> it came to life! <laughs> yeah, so that, that's another thing. That's another reason that Steven was working at a disadvantage, because he didn't know this guy. Everyone else, he could use previous knowledge and make it look like, oh, hey, I know what's best for this. I can see the future. And this one's just like, um... Uh... Come back later. <laughs> Smiley and Frowny, just Harold Smiley and Quentin Frowny. Oh, and the little comedy routine just oh my gosh and and this is what i mean about like i i see a lot of steven in mr smiley because mr smiley spent a long time trying to make this very sad person not be sad anymore 
And sometimes you can pull someone out of of a funk like that, but there are sometimes where there is literally nothing you can do. And sometimes people are just like that. What I what I got from a lot of this dialogue was you said you were always trying to make him happy. Did he even know he was making you sad? And I wanted you to take the act seriously. Well, I wanted you to have fun. It's approaching it from two very different viewpoints and never really taking a step back and trying to see the other person's viewpoint because you can see where you're from just fine and you don't get why they're not on your wavelength. And you can be great friends and still just be like, um, I see it here. Where the heck are you? And yeah, having two completely different conversations, even though, you know, you're reading, you're reading from a script. And know, I mean, sort of we've thing. known each other for years and we do this. We I do am, that all the time. I am extrovert forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, well, we can do that. I just don't. Well, what, what about it? Mm. <laughs> this happens a lot in real life. Yup. And it's a matter of trying to see it from another person's point of view and meeting them halfway and understanding that. They're not always going to be up for what you want to do. They're not always going to see what you see. They're not always going to want to do the same thing. That doesn't mean you can't be friends. I mean, yeah, friends. And again, if you but... if you meet somewhere in the middle, you maybe you can finally get the joke. Yeah. Oh. Just them doing that routine was like, I'm dying, but this is wonderful. Brown upside down. You're I ruining would, the bit. <laughs> I would watch that whole routine. Uh, that is just well, and I even love real and, simple fun comedy like and that. And even even just the um, just the quick moment, uh, you know, they're on the sidewalk, but it it fades to the stage for yeah. just a moment, and it's just like, and you know, Stephen can see why they worked as a comedy duo. Oh yeah, and why they worked as friends, and then just you know, cutting back to where they are on the sidewalk, all those all those years later, and it's just like. Oh, and I think guys. that's the first time in a while that they've seen eye to eye. And so Mr. Frowny doesn't stick around, but this show doesn't waste characters. No. I mean, I was like I said, I was not expecting any development from Mr. Smiley. And I was not expecting an episode where Stephen hops into the, you know, the, the carnival robot from Big. <laughs> like, and tells people And features. tells people their fortunes. I was not expecting that episode to... I'm just not expecting Steven Universe to give multiple gut punches in a row. I'm used to some breaks. And this entire summer has just been multiple gut punches. Well, and see, this is why I'm glad they've started spacing them out week by week by week again. Yep. Because if we'd had mindful education and future boys ultron back to back in two days i'd be done i'm trying not to cry right now on the floor. <laughs> so i'm i sincerely hope that we will stick with a week to week to week schedule and i realize that 12 minutes a week is not a lot of content but it's so dense and there's so much in it that 12 minutes a week is sometimes about all we can handle. We are way beyond the days of cheeseburger backpack. Cheeseburger backpack. Cheeseburger backpack. Yeah. We, I might we go are. watch that. I know, right? <laughs> we are so past that at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> Breathing. Breathing is good. Do we Quit. have any final thoughts on these episodes? Kind of a short, uh, kind of a short after show, just... but... Just quit kicking my heart in the crotch show. (laughs) Quit kicking my heart. (laughs) Yeah, we watched the latest SAO abridged. It's a thing. It is a thing. Um, Do we have any new iTunes reviews? Uh, When was the last time we read them? Because I've got uh, reviews from July 26th and 27th up through... Second week of August. 
Oh, okay. Here we go. August 2nd. Is that where I should start? Oh, after that. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Best podcast ever. Do, 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 do. Here we go. Yay. You guys are great by... Phenomena. <laughs> lots, lots of letters. Um, <laughs> uh, you get a shout out if we can read your name. C-N-I-R-J-V-I-I-D-H-C. Most of my wow. friends are into Steven Universe fandom, but they are, are too lazy to listen to podcasts. You know, I might have read this one last time, but I'm going to read it again. Probably. Which makes no sense because I was watching this chilling in bed. This is my first and favorite out of all 12 podcasts I listen to. Don't judge. I have no life. I definitely have read this one. We still love you. Yes, uh, we Just adore keep you. doing what you do and making Beach City weird. Also, Noise Magazine is great from the Lars episode. Enjoyed the podcast slash YouTube show from Alice Soul 21 Keep this show going. These ladies are doing amazing job. I enjoy their thoughts on the show. They have a good vibe about them. Perfect. Oh, I know. Perfect. We actually have quite a few. Perfectly executed and hilariously fun from uh, Shrimp Special. Anyone who watches Steven Universe will love this podcast. It's funny, thoughtful, and I've had a lot of fun listening in. This podcast is a work of Meep Morp. (laughs) (laughs) Five stars by Butt. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine two six three six two zero. Gracious, I, you guys! I love after Buzz TV sh- after shows, and when I discovered there was a Steven Universe one, I was so happy. Love listening to everyone's analysis of the show, opinions, and predictions. Hopefully, there are many more podcasts to come. Steven Universe and anime references by Earl of the Gray Wind. I like that. Yeah. Hello, ladies. I absolutely love this podcast. After I got really into SU, I started looking for a podcast for it. After trying some others out. I found this gem. <laughs> you really understand and connect with the show and what it's really about while finding and discussing the parallels between the characters and story and real life. You really take the time to look at each character's emotions and growth as well, which is very important to a show like this. I am very proud to say that I am an avid old school anime fan and understand pretty much every reference you make. Wonderful Evangelion opening intro for Kiki's (laughs) Pizza Delivery Service. Keep up the good work. Fantastic discussion by Chit Woodcat. We're starting to run out of time. I know, but we just got a few more. The hosts have interesting insights and good jokes. (laughs) We've got jokes! Uh, It is wonderful to hear a thoughtful discussion of a show that I love. You might not find... Uh, sorry, I put it far too far away and I realized I need glasses. Um, <laughs> it is wonderful to hear a thoughtful discussion of a show that I love. You might not find other adults to talk to about the metaphors or characterization of a cartoon, but with this podcast, you are in good company. Thank you for the talks and the laughs. Oh, couldn't be better by SGT Stutter. Uh, this you want is... me to give you a breather? <laughs> Ooh, no, I'm good. <laughs> this is the first podcast series I've ever listened to, and it's great. I love hearing you guys discuss each episode and share your thoughts about them. I love hearing uh, things I've never thought about or things I've never even noticed. You guys are great. Keep doing what you're doing. Perfect for SU fans uh, by Narcissus Jones. Huh, that's an interesting username. <laughs> um, I love the podcast. I'm new to it, but it's exactly what I've been looking for. These three have great insight into Steven Universe and frame their thoughts in interesting ways. Lots of fun. You guys are the best. Holy cow, oh you guys are amazing. God. 
Like, I am out of breath and also emotionally spent. For clumped. Thank you. For clumped. I am. am We have another show after this, and we're both just like. It's just the vapors. It's fine. It's fine. I need my fan. (laughs) I'm not crying. There's. I just have something in my eye. (laughs) Tears. Catherine in the chat asking if anyone else is planning on a Steven Universe Voltron after Buzz double feature. Well, I don't know about you guys, but we are. Science fiction (laughs) double feature. I literally tweeted that earlier. Yep, I saw. Yeah, so if you want to keep this after show on the air, the best thing you can do to help us out is go to iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe, tell the people how much you like this podcast because our producers look at iTunes reviews and they go, hey, they really like these people talking about this show. We should keep doing this. And then we get a time slot and we get to talk about shows and it's wonderful. So, and of course you get a uh, shout out on the show if we can pronounce your name. <laughs> if not, we'll just We tried, y'all. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any final thoughts? Just uh I'm I'm still for Klempt. Uh these yeah. were great. These were great episodes and it was great talking about them. These were wonderful, and I adored them, and I cannot wait for this month's slew of episodes and to talk about it in the first week of October. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just going to lie down in a corner and cry. For, you can't. Um, we have a show after this. <laughs> All right, Megan, where the can the people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. I just did an iTalk movies about uh, the indie film Summer of Eight. Be sure to check that out. And I also write articles for The Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Uh, you can find Emma Fife on Twitter at E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. Those are all F's as in Frank as opposed to any other letter that sounds like F. She is currently <laughs> at Salt Lake City Comic Con. So if you guys are there this weekend, she's there with her love and justice peeps. She has like, what, five panels? Emma, uh, she's a busy Emma girl. does everything. Emma does everything. Go say hi. It'll be wonderful. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiajay. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. Big thing is we have Voltron next. We actually have a special guest, so stay tuned. It's going to be super fun. Uh, the rest of my shows are coming back in like two weeks, so that's going to be crazy. And we will see you back here the first Thursday of October to talk about the new episodes. Thank you guys so much for watching tonight, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Human emotions are complicated. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.